What up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Gossip and Gasms. I'm your girl, Sex with Ashley, Ashley Cobb, however you are referring to me these days, your favorite friend in filth, however you, whatever you're calling me these days, it's your girl, the one and only. And, um... I want to say, make sure you guys, Gossip and Gasms are found, it's found on Google Podcasts, it's on Apple now, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, and we're on YouTube, so you can subscribe and listen to the podcast basically almost everywhere at this point, so we're, we're getting there. And don't forget to check out my other podcast with my co-host, Crystal, the Oracle. Um, Ho and Tell podcast. This week, we talked to two ladies who are massage therapists. And basically, yeah, they had like this foursome. And it was real detailed. It sounded like a really, really good time. So for those of you who don't know what Ho and Tell is, Ho and Tell is my podcast that features anonymous sex stories of strangers. So, you know, if you're nosy, which clearly you are, because this podcast is about gossip and all the deep, juicy, juicy tea. So that means you nosy. So head on over to Ho and Tell and listen to the sex lives of strangers, right? So um, let's get started. So this podcast is dropping on Friday. And I'm thinking about doing them on Friday. I kind of like recording on Thursdays nights. And I kind of like dropping episodes for the week on Friday. So we'll see how this goes. So this week in trending sex topics, Red Table Talk premiered this week. I think it was on Wednesday, I believe. Yes, Wednesday, yeah. And so they had Niecy Nash on there for their season premiere. And Red Table Talk is, if you don't know what that is, is the show that's on Facebook um, with Jada Pinkett Smith, her mother, Grammy, and her daughter, Willow. And they talk about different topics um, from that range from, you know, different things. Um, but they talk about it from like three generations perspective. You have like, you know, Jada, the mom, Grammy, the grandma, and Willow. I don't know. Will, I guess she's a, is she a millennial? I guess. Cause I'm a millennial, right? And I just don't think I'm like a millennial like Willow. Cause she's like, what, 19? How old is Willow Smith? I don't know. We don't, we don't have anything in common. So I don't, I don't know if Willow is a millennial. I'm sure she's probably not. But yes, they talk about different things. So this episode featured Nisi Nash. I love Nisi Nash and her wife, Jessica. Um, I know when Nisi got married um, during quarantine, um, people were surprised, myself included, um, because Nisi had been married previously to two two men. Um, she was she's a former first lady. Her first husband was a pastor. Um, and then she married Jay, whom was kind of public. They had like the whole um, TV special wedding. And I remember prior to them getting separated, she made this whole quote that was quoted in social media about 
how you have to like suck your man off and give him a head to keep a happy husband and some other some other some other mess like that. But yeah, so when she popped up with this wife, we were all like, oh, okay. You know, I always say men are ghetto. Dating men, being with men, it's just so underwhelming, I think. Um and 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 I say this, and this is how I know that sexuality is not a choice because I wake up every day and choose penis. And every day I'm like, why am I doing this? Because men are just, uh, they're just, even the good ones. And I know, you know, I, I, I know some good ones, but even the good ones sometimes can be just so disappointing and just so like underwhelming. So I watched the video with Nisi, and she seems so happy and she seems like she is just so in love and they asked her um because a lot of people assumed that she came out the closet meaning that she was gay prior to or she was suppressing herself she really liked women all along and you know because she was you know a preacher's wife or because of just whatever that you know she had these urges the whole time and now she's with a woman so now she's coming out and like oh you know i'm this and she was saying no like this is the, her first relationship with a woman um she said that she enjoyed enjoys men she she wasn't coming out for anything when she was with the men she was happy with them she liked being with men but she said when she met Jessica, her current wife, she just felt like this was something that she's never felt before. She gave her a feeling that something like, I've never felt before. This person is my person. She felt seen. And I was like, damn. Like, I, I don't know what it's like to feel seen because I feel very invisible a lot of times when it comes to dating very invisible. I don't feel like I'm seen at all. Um, I, I feel men see me in this as a, you know, because men like pussy, right? So I feel like they see me as this sexual being and that's the gist of that. So for her to say, um, I felt seen, I was like, oh, that's probably dope. Like, what does that feel like to be with a partner who you feel like you could be seen and you can be your total self with? That must be amazing. But yeah, I'm happy for Nisi Nash. I wish them the best, you know, and this is probably going to be the best marriage she's ever had, probably. And I'll be like, you know, Lord, you know, like, 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 Lord, like, if you want me to eat Kuda Cat, Jesus, just say, like, give me a sign. You know, is my soul made a woman? You know, am I supposed to be like Nisi and be like, you know, let the dingaling go? And I'm supposed to be with, am I supposed to be with Kuda? Like, I just need to know, I need a sign. You know, I don't. I don't know. I, I can never say what I would never do. But I do know. I do like men. Clearly. Because I'm still with them. Um, I just don't ever see me leaving men forever. Um, or like permanently. Because I like men, right? It's just something about men, a man's touch. How they caress. All this other stuff. 
I like penis. So it'll be interesting. I don't know. I can never say that I will never date or be with a woman. I just know I probably would have to do it in addition to being with the man periodically. But yes, yeah, so I wish them the best, um, her and Nisi and, and Jessica, hers band, hers band, like husband, hers band. That's my hers band. That's cute. So I wish them the best. Oh, and then she did say that they were not together prior to people. People assumed that her and her wife was like together before she got married. I mean, before she got divorced from her from Jay, and that was not true. They were not. They were not together before um, she got with. For her marriage was finalized with her husband Jay at the time. She said her and Jay were separated, living in separate separate spaces. Um, it was no crossover. I think that's important to note because people assume that people be out in these streets cheating and stuff. And some people do. But sometimes it just, you know, it just be situations happen shortly after you get a divorce. And what I'm supposed to do, sit here and, you know, not be happy. Anybody doing that? In other preacher's wife news. So this couple in Oklahoma, it was a, the pastor, um, his wife, and the boyfriend. So the pastor's wife is 47 and she's a Caucasian lady and the boyfriend is 26. Okay. So apparently uh, the pastor's wife, her name is Christy and the boyfriend name is Khalil. So apparently Christy, Khalil and the, and her husband, the pastor would have these threesomes, right? And they will meet up at Super eight. First of all, if if we gonna have threesomes, we're gonna do it in a little in a in a hotel that's a little bit better than the Super Eight. That's the first thing. Like we gonna like we go. I, I, it don't. It doesn't have to be the Ritz Carlton or nothing. But was the Holiday Inn booked? Like why are we at the Super Eight? Why are we at a motel? But I guess they were probably at a motel because it was probably um, the place where the less people they wouldn't run into anybody that they knew that's probably why now now that i said out loud but we could also meet somewhere out of town i'm just not i'm just not fucking nobody in no motel in no in no no um no super eight motel six type setup i'm just not doing it i need to make sure that the sheets are clean and the room is thoroughly i just it just it just seems very um hooker vibes and i know it's not but i'm in i'm just not doing it so anyway so Pastor, pastor wife, Khalil. They they will hook up, have these threesomes at the Motel 6 holiday, Motel 6 Super 8. Um, pastor's wife, her name's Christy, and Khalil continued to have a separate relationship outside of the threesome, okay? So I don't, the pastor didn't know about this. So Christy, which is the wife, and Khalil somehow came up with the plan to kill the pastor okay so christy said the pastor was verbally abusive and that's why she wanted to kill him um i don't know why christy just didn't leave but that's neither here nor there so someone broke into the house and shot pastor right christy told the police initially that it was an intruder okay i don't know what happened how that story didn't work out flake out but she eventually confessed and said that it was Khalil who killed Pastor, her boyfriend, and that she had left the door open for him. 
And so now they are arrested and probably going to prison forever. Here's the thing. I don't know why Chrissy did not leave. If Pastor so-and-so, I can't remember his name. If Pastor is verbally abusive, Christy, pack your shit and leave. Khalil is a dummy because, like, ha do you not, like, have you guys not watched TV? Um, like, I, I watch Discovery ID channel a lot. I watch it um, over at my mom's house a lot. Um, I've watched Snap. I've watched Law and Order. It never, it never pans out in your favor if you are going to kill your boyfriend, girlfriend's spouse. It never works out like you think it's going to work out. Never. I never seen it work out. So, Khalil, you a dummy. You let this white lady convince you to kill her husband, right? And now you're going to prison. And I'm pretty sure, like, Christy, the wife, is going to use some type of white privilege, is going to use um, some type of defense or something. And, you know, and she's probably going to say, oh, it was your his idea, and she'll probably get less time. Yeah, I've, I've seen it happen over and over again. And then Khalil is going to be left holding the bag. And Khalil's probably going to get, you know, life, the needle, or be so old by the time he, when he's released, that it won't even matter. But I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the whole kill your mate when you can just leave. Leaving is just, it's just available. You can leave. You don't have to kill anybody. He, he didn't look like he had that much insurance because y'all at the Super 8. So don't look like nobody had any money. So just leave. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Just leave. If not that, like, just leave. And I also wonder, I'm curious to wonder, uh, the threesome idea, was that Chrissy's idea from the beginning or was that the pastor's idea? Because I can't see the pastor being like, and I know white men are, are more sexually um, open and they explore, but I just, I just can't see a middle-aged white man being like, you know what, baby, let's have a threesome. Let's get this, get, and let's get this twenty-seven-year-old black guy, you know, to be our third person. Like I just, I just, I just don't see it. Um, Christy wanted her some black dick, which is understandable, because I'm sure that Khalil probably had a big old dick, and he probably knew what the hell to do with it. Christy probably, she won't used to that. She was fucking her husband, and I'm sure he was, you know. Listen, now I'm gonna say something, and this is probably real. This is gonna be a stereotype, and I just know this. And this is, does not apply to all white men. So before you start coming in my comments, I've been to swinger clubs, I've been to swinger parties with white people, and white penises are some of the smallest penises I have ever seen. Period. Them shit small, small. And I've seen small black penises, but as a whole, the consistency, um, most of them are a lot smaller than black penis. So Christy probably was like, no, I need some dick. And so I'm going to call up this black boy. Like, where'd she find that black boy? That's why I want to know. Christy, where you find this black boy? Because she needs some dick because she was tired of that. Um, that Vienna sausage that she was getting at the house and she needed her some dick 
dick. You know what I'm saying? Some real dick. And she got this 27-year-old black boy. They, they never say where they met at. Probably, probably on the internet somewhere. And he fucked her real good and dicked her down properly. And Christy, Christy was like, oh, hell no. I can't get rid of you. So we're going to have to come with a plan for me to leave my husband. Because obviously I can't leave him, you know, just be like, nah, I'm out. So now I got to come up with a way to leave. And so they came up with killing dude, which was stupid. Because now, Christy, you're going to be in prison with black coochie um, and no black dick. So, yeah. So I, I, I hope, you know, it was worth it, Christy and Khalil. Because you guys will be in prison for... A long time, I'm sure. And speaking about pastors, okay. So I don't know if you guys have watched the um, Nat Geo Genius. So Nat Geo Genius is a, is a show. And every season it features someone else. It's a show they talk about the life of different people, famous people. Well, this is the third season. And this season is about... The Queen of Soul herself, Aretha Franklin, right? Um, and this is also on Hulu. So if you don't have Nat Geo, if you don't have cable, it's on Hulu. Um, and so it talks about Aretha from childhood all the way up until um, she's like in her 60s, I believe. And it goes off with the last her, one of her performances at the Grammys when she was singing the opera song. I remember that Grammy show. But anyway... The most interesting character from the show is her daddy. And he is played by none other than Courtney B. Vance. Listen, I did not know Courtney B. Vance could play another role better than he played Johnny Cochran in the O.J. Simpson miniseries, okay? But when I tell you, that Courtney B. Vance played the dog shit out of C.O. Franklin. Baby, listen, they're doing a movie on Aretha Franklin with Jennifer Hudson. It comes out, I believe, later this year. And if Courtney B. Vance is not playing the daddy, throw the whole movie away. Okay, I do not. I would not want to be the actor who has to come behind Courtney B. Vance in this series to play C.L. Franklin, because he played the hell out of that. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because I finished the series this week. I watched it with my mother, because, you know, I, I grew up in a church, we churchy. Um, so, and I'm very well familiar with C.L. Franklin from the church side of things. Uh, my grandparents like were C.L. Franklin fans, because he was a singer. Um, in addition to a preacher. So he was actually one of the first preachers to ever put his sermons on like albums. He had the album, um, The Eagle Stirreth Her Nest, which was my grandparents actually owned that album of him preaching. And he also, again, like I say, he was a gospel recording artist as well. So there's plenty of, um, records with him singing so i'm very familiar with the name c.l franklin okay oh and c.l franklin's also credited for being um the preacher who started like the whole hooping 
um, movement, you know, where you the hooping. If you ain't you know anything about the black church, you know, um, preachers have this hoop where they sing kind of like their sermon. So that came from C.L. Franklin. So he the one started that. So he was very influential and very um, iconic in, you know, the 20th century in the church world. But C.L. Franklin was also a hoe. Like when I say a hoe, like I'm, I mean, and I don't call people hoes regularly because shit, I'm a hoe, right? You know, it, it could be a lot of shit said about me and that's fine. But CL was a hoe, a hoe, hoe, hoe. Bruh had, he had a revolving door of women that were, that was in at his house that he lived with, dated, spent time with, whatever you want to call it. Him, while he was with Aretha Franklin's mother, he was hoeing. And he also got a 12-year-old pregnant that was a member of his church. So he was a hoe and a predator because now you a rapist, right? So how in the hell did, how was he able to just, I, I guess my question was, because people knew about the 12-year-old. They knew that. And people did not care. And I know why they didn't care. Because, again, as someone who grew up in the Black church, as someone who understands church culture, you know, um, in the church, you could be anything but gay. Anything but gay. You could be a hoe. You could be a woman beater. You can be a, a, a liar, a thief. You can be even a rapist, but you just cannot be gay, right? So people turned the other way because one, he could sing. One, he had fame and he had, he could preach well. He um, wasn't, you know, ugly. He was attractive to, you know, to some people. So people turned the other way. But C.L. Franklin was a horrible man. Now, he might have been a great father. I don't know um, about that either. Because on in the series, C.L. was in them streets to the point where he, he barely raised his kids. His mother was the one who raised his kids because he was too busy being a hoe. But, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm sure he had some good qualities to him. Um, but he was a hoe. So much so, um, Ray Charles, it was this famous Ray Charles quote where Ray Charles said he would have um, these sex orgies and these sex parties at his church, which was in Detroit. And Ray Charles was like, you know, that was too much for him. Now, when Ray Charles who won't even a preacher was like, you know what, bro, you're doing too much. You would think you would get you some get right. But no, mm -mm, not CL. He, 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 he partied and he hold his way right up until he got sick and died. So I thought that was really interesting. And I, I knew this prior to um, the, the show. I, I knew, I learned about CL Franklin um, the scandals that associate with his name 
um, around the time Aretha had died. Because I didn't really, really know anything about him, like, other than the part what I knew about him being a gospel recording artist and a preacher. But, yeah, I was just like, my God, you know. I, I And I understand that preachers and these people are human and they are regular people, right? But at what point do you just be like, you know what? I'm doing too much. Like let let me at least attempt to try to live the life I am preaching about. You know what I mean? Like we all fall short. But at what point are you like, you know what? Let me sit down. I'm doing a lot. Mm, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have those thoughts. So I thought it was very interesting. So if you have not seen Aretha on Nat Geo, it's on Hulu and it's called it's called um Nat Geo um Genius. It's like eight episodes. Check it out. It's really good. And also in the um the series, it features the Reverend James Cleveland. And if you know anything about church culture and church like in the 80s and the 90s, James Cleveland is like the king of gospel and he is um a very no name but and they didn't mention this in the they did not mention this in the docu in the series but it was highly suspected that james cleveland was gay um he never got married never had any kids now not being married not having any kids does not make you gay because i'm not married i don't have any kids and i'm not gay um but during that time this was in like the 70s and the 80s. You got married, you had kids, right? That's just what you did. Um, so for that era, that was a little different. But from things I've read, um, James Cleveland was gay. He, he wasn't like, he didn't out himself as gay because, you know, you ain't doing that. Because again, in the black church, you can be everything but gay. So he didn't say he was gay, but I heard numerous... Um, stories about he, he lived his life as a gay man um you know he he was gay he just didn't come out and say it um and then when when, when he died he died supposedly of congestive heart failure but it was later said or rumored from one of his lovers that he actually had AIDS and that he gave him AIDS um so yeah, so it's just a very interesting, interesting thing with church and sex and gay. Very interesting, which that brings us to a more current um, artist that I love and adore. Um, the, is Diamond Clerkin? I would say the Reverend Diamond, he's a preacher. So I don't know, Minister Diamond Clerkin, Elder Diamond Clerkin, Dr. Diamond Clerkin. I don't know what his title is. I do know he's a preacher. I've seen Diamond Clerkin perform and I've also heard him preach. Um, he's a better singer than preacher. I'll say that. But, you know, so Diamond Clerkin did this, um, this uh, TV One documentary or not documentary. TV One interview something. It's on TV One. 
And on it, he talks about how he will likely be alone forever. Now, if you are in the gospel world and if you have been following Donnie McClurkin for any length of time, you are you are aware or you should be aware that Donnie McClurkin used to be gay, right? I don't know if gay is something that you can just stop being, but he said he used to be gay. He 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 has admitted to him actively being in relationship and having sex with men. Now, Donnie blames his his homosexuality and gay tendencies on the fact that when he was younger, he was um, molested by um, a man. When he was eight year old, eight years old, um, he was his first sexual experience was with a man, and he said that was where his his gay urges and tendency came from. I have issue with that, right? One, I I can see how I can see how um, being molested at a young age can confuse you on what you're supposed to do or who you're supposed to be with sexually. I can see that, right? However, Dime McClurkin, I mean, a part of me feels like you was going to be gay anyway, you know? And, you know, maybe, maybe the molestation, maybe it did have a significant maybe it it did bring about his feelings romantic feelings towards men i don't know i've never been um molested i've never had a same-sex situation that was forced so i have no idea but i just feel like i just feel like for him it's like a cop-out like you know i really do like boys right i like penis been liking penis, but I'ma say I only like penis because of what happened. When I was eight. Because, right? You also had women. He's also been with women, so that too. So Donnie McClurkin is 60-ish. So in your 60 years living, you've experienced both, right? So you've had enough time to decipher which one did you like better. But you really like the penis better. That's the one you feel more comfortable with. But we ain't going to say that out loud. And I'm going to say that I only like that because I was molested. Not because I read this like that, you know. So anyway, so because he was he was engaged to Nicole C. Mullen, which is a gospel artist some years ago, like four or five years ago, I think it was. And then I didn't hear nothing else from it. And then they, I, I had to look it up. This was a while ago. And then they got um, divorced. Oh, not divorced. They, they never got married. And so in the interview, Donnie is saying that he still had urges to be with men, but he chooses not to. And he compared his urges to being with men um, as like with diabetes. I don't eat sugar because it doesn't mean that I don't want sugar. So now he's comparing to food. So that means you, st- if you still have the urge, that's still what you want to do. But he said that the reason why he's, he's probably going to be alone and the reason why his relationships don't work is because he doesn't really know what a woman wants. That might be because, Donnie, 
you really want to be with a man, you know what men want, but because you have this, because you are bound by religion, you are um, suppressing your own desires. And you could be happy. Like, you could be happy with the man. Could be happy. Like, I think if Diamond Clark came out tomorrow, one, I don't think people will be like, it's not a big shocker to anybody. That's the first thing. No one's going to be like, oh, I ain't see that coming. Nobody's going to see that. Two, yes, I do think um, some of his fan base would probably stop listening to him. Yes. But that's just, that's just what happens in Christianity, unfortunately. Because you can do everything else but be gay. Um, but Don McClurkin has a, a, a long catalog and he has songs for, you know, he has a lot of songs that I don't feel like he might not make any more new music, but with his old stuff, he's going to continue to make money off the royalties. And Don McClurkin is a legend in the gospel game, a legend. Like someone said, um, the other day. He could be happy, but he does not want to pay the cost. There's a cost to be happy. In everything you do, there's a cost. Like for me to live the life that I live of being self-employed and doing these podcasts and writing about sex, there was a cost. There is a cost to this. It's a cost. It's not as glamorous as people think it is all the time. There is a cost that I pay every day to have the life that I want. Diamond Clark can have the life that he wants, but he is not willing to pay the cost. The cost would be he may lose some um, endorsements or he may lose some, some fans, but people are going to still, I'm going to still love his music. I'm still going to play his music. You know, he might not go on tour, you know, but he will be happy. And I think all, happiness trumps all of that. It kind of reminds me of, if you're in the church, I know it's off topic, but if you know anything about Carlton Pearson, Carlton Pearson was a Kojic um, pastor um, some years ago who talked about the doctrine of inclusion. And if you, were anything, if you know anything about the gospel and Christianity, we don't believe in inclusion. We believe that there's, there's a heaven, there's a hell, and good people go to heaven, people who are quote unquote born again go to heaven and everybody else goes to hell, right? The, you're damned to hell, damnation. Um, Carlton Pearson believes everybody gets redeemed in the end um, because the Savior, quote unquote Jesus, um, saves everybody's sin. So that's the story about him. But anyway, but when he came out with this, with this, this theology that that was that was uh, different from what everyone else was taught, uh, he got shunned, and he it was a cost to for him to say what he what he felt was the right. Um, he's now getting back to the point where people are speaking his name and inviting him places and um, are welcoming him back into the fold. But there was a cost. So, Donnie, it's going to be a cost for you to live the life of happiness in order to have the mate that you want, which is a man, you know, there's going to be a cost. You can still have the family that you want, but you're going to have to, you're going to, you're going to have to be willing to be like, you know what, I really want a Leroy and not a Linda. And Leroy is going to make me happy. And I'm too old to really care about what the rest of y'all think. And I'm going to get me a Leroy. And you can have that family. But I thought it was really sad that he felt like he was not going to 
ever have um, a marriage. He said he's never been in any long-term relationships. He's never had that. And he feels like he's never going to have a marriage or a spouse because of basically because he's fighting with himself and he's fighting with his sexuality he knows he probably should be supposed to be with woman quote unquote but i don't think that's what he desires not really because he was like he doesn't know how to be with women he doesn't know what to what a woman wants um so yeah so i think that's sad that he is he's going to miss out on happiness all because um, fears the condemnation that comes with saying, I am a gay man who loves God, but I'm gay. And I want to live my life as such. But, you know, I hope that he, you know, I really do hope that he finds happiness. I don't, I don't think anyone should, you know, die without their heart's desires and I know he seems to want that he was like he desires a spouse he desires um uh, a companion but he doesn't think he's gonna get one and that's just really sad to me so yeah so there's that and um this was also in the news this week and I thought that was this was very interesting um, do you guys follow Dave Ramsey? Dave Ramsey is the financial guru. What is it? I think, is he like the rich dad, poor dad? Maybe that's not him, but he is, um, he's, 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 he's the finance dude. I know a lot of people have been following him. My mother was following him for years, um, about, you know, how to build wealth and all this stuff. I also heard, um, his stuff is, a lot of stuff is now outdated from, from, um, my personal opinion, but you know, early 2000s, 90s, he was like the man with the plan for finances. Anyway, so he has a company, right? That's in Tennessee. Now, it's Tennessee is an at will state. So, what that means is you can be fired at will. You don't really have to have a reason, just be, you know, whatever. They can fire, fire you. So, um, several employees of his company have said that. Um, he has fired them for having premarital sex. It was like nine of them, I believe. Said he fired people for having premarital sex. One, I, I don't know why people are so concerned about other people's sex lives. That's the question, one. Two, uh, how do you know they had premarital sex? Well, one woman says he knew because she got pregnant. Well, you know, you get pregnant, you ain't married, you know. Unless it's like, you know, immaculate conception, you have sex, baby girl. So, um, and my question would be, I have, I have a lot of, I have a lot of thoughts on this. So in terms of a business, it's an at will. So he, he, he's, he's within his legal right to fire people, right? You, you sign, when you, when you sign your paperwork that we don't read when we get jobs, all that paperwork we have to, we just sign, we be signing. There is a clause in there from HR. If your job isn't at will, you just say it's at will, mean they can fire you for whatever. So I don't think he's going to get sued. I think if he does get sued, they're going to win because they're at, at will. Now, the question is, um, when you went to work for Dave Ramsey's, Dave Ramsey's company, Dave Ramsey is an e evangelical. Um, so he's one of those very conservative Christian 
white men. If you don't think about those type of people, then you probably would know like, eh, I don't know if I want to work for him. Um, so did you know anything about the company's culture before applying? That's my next question. Um, because I wouldn't want to work for any type of company that is like, you know, against abortion and against, you know, premarital sex and all that stuff. I don't have that type of time. For, that's the next question. So I don't think he's going to he's going to get like going to be paying out anybody because he's within his rights. Now, um, my question as as a company, why do you care if your employees are having sex? I mean, are they having sex on the job? Like, are they having sex with like each other? Like, if is the fact they're having sex affecting affecting their their job performance? If the question answer to all those questions is no, like. Why you care? Like, why Why you care? Why you care, Dave? Um, and also, now, if we are, now, if you are the, you know, um, the sin police, are you firing people for the other sins? That include, like, are you firing people for, like, um, adultery, people who are married and cheating? Are you firing people for, like, stealing? Are you firing people for, you know all the other ones or is it, is it just the ones who are having premarital sex or is that the only sin that you're that you're you know concerned about um and if that's the case that's very hypocritical because if you're gonna if you're gonna have a standard keep the standard across the board you just can't just have something oh well you got pregnant you're not married fired or you know i think that's crazy although i know i know i know certain um professions do fire people like for example teachers you know teachers it's 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 very it's looked at to be very prestige and you can't do certain things if you're on facebook you know drinking or if you're on facebook partying or if you're just talking about the wrong thing outside of it being racist um you can get reprimanded and or fired for being a teacher because you know they have this um clause when you sign your um when you sign your um, HR packet. I know this because that happened to me, right? I used to be a teacher. And when I first started Sex with Ashley on the internet, um, it was a thing. And they wanted me to take my website down. I was like, hell no, I ain't doing that. But they were well within their rights because I signed the paperwork that says they have this... Um, some type of clause. I can't think of the correct terminology for it, but basically a clause that I will basically uphold myself in this um, um, professional manner. And if they anything that deems they deem that went against that code of conduct or whatever, it was well in their right to either you know dismiss me or or do whatever. Right. So I just think it is crazy that employers are firing people for because they don't because they don't hold hold your same moral code of conduct if it's not affect their job performance if they're not doing it at the job if they're not getting arrested if it's not in the news like i could care less i care that's what you're doing like i don't care i could care less child but yeah i thought that was interesting um i i, I hope people it, it will serve Dave Ramsey right if people would just like not go there and everybody would just walk out. My mom's not gonna do that because you know there's people who 
believe the same way he believes and there's people who um yeah they believe what he believes so they're not going to um cancel him but it will serve him right if they did and he went bankrupt because that's just stupid so yeah so that is this week's gossip and gasms and if you made this long to listening if you're still listening to the podcast um like you guys if y'all see anything in the news that you think it'd be a great topic to discuss on the show email it to me dm it to me you know because i don't see everything but um make sure that you are following and subscribing we're on all platforms now we're on apple spotify google play and we're on youtube so make sure you are following and subscribing and make sure you check out the other podcast whole and tell and until next week you guys smooches